Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. We really hope we see you there. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We are delighted to be partnered back up with online therapy app Mindler. If you're struggling with your mental health and it's impacting your daily life or you just need someone to talk to, Mindler is a brilliant app that is helping to make therapy accessible. Mindler is a digital healthcare provider that offers online therapy with psychologists via video call in their app. You can choose which psychologist that you'd like to speak to and on the website and app you can filter by the psychologist's specialties and also see their photo and bio before you book. Mindler has short waiting times and once you've booked in your first video call on the app with a psychologist, you get unlimited access to a whole library of self-help programs, which can either be carried out independently or with the help of a psychologist. These programs cover a range of diagnoses, including stress, depression, anxiety, burnout and more. You can use code DELETE22 to get 50% off your first session. Oh my god, why did I post that? Ah, I don't know what to do! Should I delete that? Yeah, you should definitely delete that. (laughs) Hello. Hello. I have to start the podcast with um, something quite shocking that I read in the news yesterday. Oh no. You know know when we first started this podcast and I asked you if when I died, if you'd eat me, if you'd eat my ashes as a mark of friendship and you said no because you're a massive dick. Well, (laughs) in the news, I saw yesterday that there was a man, I think he was one of the Rolling Stones, I've forgotten the finer details, who snorted his dead dad. No. (laughs) Yeah. No. he, He put his ashes in with some cocaine. And he sniffed him up. Oh, no, come on. And I thought, so there's bad. Alex, he won't even eat me. <laughs> that is so bad. I'd rather eat you than snort you. Well, good, I'm pleased we're getting somewhere now. Eating's not looking because, so bad. Hang on, hang on. Right, okay, I'm going to show my glaring lack of, like, anatomical knowledge here. But, so when you, when you eat something, right, at least it goes into your waist, right? It'll just come out, yeah? But when you snort something, it goes direct to your bloodstream, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, uh... So then how does it come out of you? I don't know. Oh my God, does that mean that if you do cocaine, it just stays in you forever? Well, this is the thing. Oh, okay. You know what, fine. I'm really pleased that we've brought up bodies because I just have a question for you, Alex, and I don't know who else to ask this. I've been thinking about anal bees quite a lot. Okay, as you do. Sure. in general. And I've been wondering, um, 
anal beads up your bum do you think i've never put anal beads up my bum or anyone else's bum but i've been thinking about it and i've been thinking if you put anal beads in right and it doesn't go yeah. like in like do they stay straight or when you put them in do they just get all bunched up and then end up like in a pickle like like headphones in a handbag uh, you know what i mean like i don't i don't know if they go up one by one like a tray i've googled it and i don't know i, I see what you're about to do and i don't I know it's not it's i just want to google the, i want to google the size of them but i, I guess you can get them in different sizes no 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 i've got it i've got it okay we're gonna have to share this picture okay you ready yeah this is exactly what happens oh oh my god so they do go up one by one by one like a train carriage i think that's i think it's stiff yeah it's not like a wire it's like stiff so i think i think oh okay fine i thought it was like a necklace and i was just imagining it getting a real tangle there you go but okay thank you so much yeah for shining that light and if anyone can let us know the difference between like snorting ashes and eating ashes that would be great <laughs> as in like what happens to the end pro- you know like how d- yeah do they just evaporate into your blood do they stay in your blood forever because that's gross that's gross i'm so sorry that's disgusting anyway so just so we're clear for now you'd rather eat me than snort me Hundred percent. If we've got any lawyers listening, could you please write that down? I want, <laughs> I want that noted. It feels like with eating you, there would be like there, there's an end point to that. Like you just come out as poo, right? So that's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, me it's out. not ideal. Like I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't go for it. But if I had the yeah, choice, yeah. rather than you just living in my bloodstream forever, I'd go. I'd go for eating you. <laughs> I just want like I'm just a really good friend, and I'd do whatever. Like, what do you want? I'd oh, like, please. I'd, ro- I'd, I'd roll myself in you. I'd use you like a hair mask. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, let's sorry. Let, let's get in. Let's let's get into this week's episode. The good, the bad, and the awkward. Tell me you're good. <laughs> I don't. I don't have one. Well, I don't. I mean, everything's kind of quite good, apart from the things that aren't. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> love that. I don't, yeah. I mean, well, I did. I went to choose my wedding ring yesterday, but I didn't choose yes. it, so that's not that good. I haven't chosen yet. It was too difficult a decision. They look gorgeous, though. They really do. nice. Yeah, they do. They really do. I felt very fancy. Yeah, just you know, life's quite good, isn't it? Just happy to be alive. I like that a while ago I read and I I don't know where this came from which is annoying I should probably find out before I quote it um but I think I was reading either an article oh because I don't know if you subscribe to medium but I love it I bloody love it it's like this is not an ad but it's like I think it's four (laughs) quid a month and the articles on there are so I mean it's hit and miss obviously but like it's just a huge uh like platform for like tons of different articles and they're really good anyway I think I was reading one on there about happiness or I got it from a book I don't know because I've got shit memory but this did stay with me um that uh it it was a quote that happiness is the absence of bad things basically totally butchered it but you get the concept right (laughs) it's like you're not you don't necessarily like happiness is not like this like your state of euphoria where you're like oh my god everything's amazing this is so good it's just kind of the absence of any sort of negativity in your life and I really like that yeah. I really like that so if someone says are you happy I'm like yeah I am happy I'm content and I think yeah because I think we think of happiness as like this this intense state like or, or like yeah like this euphoric like mm. I'm on top of the world I'm on cloud nine and actually 
I don't think it necessarily is. So And also yeah. the things that are really good are like so mundane. Like I notice doing this every week, I'm like, what's good? I got my hair cut, which sounds so boring, but actually it's really nice, you know what I mean? Like but then it's boring to say it. So I just think in general everything's quite good. I had dinner with Alex last night and that was good. I'm still alive, that's good. Boo is beautiful, if not a bit Dinky at the moment. That's good. You know, everything's just quite good. <laughs> Love it. Um, what's your good? Do you know what? I kind of struggled this week as well. Um, I struggled because my good has uh, my good has been resolving something that's been uh, at play behind the scenes for ages. But then I don't want to just look like I'm shamelessly plugging my book again. But that's what it's going to look like anyway. So fuck it. Um, <laughs> The book cover, I have been so awkward about it, like so awkward. I have made HarperCollins and their design team's lives hell because, (laughs) and who knew, like I'm no graphic design, like I can't graphic design for shit, but apparently I'm very difficult about what I like. I'm very specific and particular about what I like. Easy for me to say. (laughs) Um, And I've been going back and forth and back and forth and like, being like, I like, I don't like it, but I can't really tell you why, which is very helpful. Um, So finally we got there and they sent me the mock-up. So, and it arrived yesterday and I was like, thank God for that. And I was like, it's, it's done. You're bad. My bad, my bad. Oh, I'm having a horrible period. It's horrible. Oh, yeah, Isn't it? Tell me all funny. I've got nauseous. I'm just, I'm not quite thriving with it. It was early and it can suck my dick. Nausea's so not fun. That's like, I, for me, that's like one of the worst symptoms. Because I can handle pain. I can't, can't, well, I can handle a certain amount of pain. But I can't handle nausea. Like, oh, it's the worst. Because you can't, it's so, it's so debilitating. Yeah. You can't do anything. Ugh, it's horrible. No, it's just bullshit. Yeah, like, literally, I went for a walk yesterday morning. Because bear in mind, like, we've talked about this so much, but I didn't have periods for 12 years. So still now, when I get them, I'm just like, oh, this is so, like, novel in a way. And I went for a walk yesterday, and I was just like, oh. Like, I decided to sit down, like, four times. Like, and... I just it's just bullshit it's just absolute bullshit um it I'm still you know thriving obviously so take all of this with a pinch of salt but it I don't know it's just really annoying but it's fine I'm 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 you know whatever uh it's fine it's, it's a bit bad but you know I basically yeah, I'm gonna have annoying. this bad once every four weeks I suspect so yeah <laughs> speaking of periods update yeah. I've got I've had one yes but it lasted like 10 days <laughs> really weird yeah and yeah. also, it was, like, weird, like, really weird, like, not, like, a normal period. I don't know. It was really strange. So, yeah. I mean, because people people keep in DMs being like, have you had your period yet? So I just thought I'd do a mass, <laughs> I'd do a mass update so everyone knows. <laughs> I've had one, but it's weird. But it's weird. I think I want, I know we need when... Um, we, need, we need a period person on this podcast as soon as possible. Yeah. We're on it. Yeah, we actually do because it's like it's the wild wild west out there when you google anything to do with periods and coming off contraception getting your period back it's chaos there's like millions of people talking about their all their different experiences and you have no idea what's right what's not right what's what's too long what's too soon like it's just it's it's chaos so i think it would be really good to have that episode i am enjoying natural cycles though i know i've talked about it in the podcast before but i'm really enjoying it now Uh, i I signed up yeah, I remember you saying this. This period was a bit of a surprise to me and to the app. But uh, that aside, it's yeah, no one saw it coming. Um, but apart from that, it's been pretty spot on with everything. Um, Has it? And I think this was human error rather than app error. I'm not using it as contraception um, because. Okay. 
I just know too many people for whom that went wrong. Yeah, yeah. My friend's using it to get pregnant. Yeah. Um, And she said, just like as a PSA to everyone, she said that it took like three cycles for the app to to really get in sync with her and her ovulation days because she bought ovulation pee sticks as well to find out when yeah. she was ovulating. So just for a PSA, who, for anyone who is like trying to conceive with it, just have sex every single day, like in the vague <laughs> period where you think you might be ovulating. Like don't, don't fully rely on the yeah. app until you know you're in a good cycle with it. So how long ago did I get it? It must have been three months ago. And I only got the notification yesterday morning saying we've confirmed your ovulation day. So I'm using it. Well, I'm not yeah. using it not to get pregnant. But as far as the app is using it, as far as the app thinks, I'm using it as a con. Because you can basically choose yeah. when you go on that you, you use it as a contraception or as a trying to conceive. And I'm, I've got it listed as contraception. And okay. yeah, anyway, so it's but so it's taken. And yesterday it told me that it finally knows for sure when I'm ovulating because I've given it enough data to take my temperature every morning and stuff. So it's just really interesting. And like, I like seeing the patterns. I like knowing when my skin's going to be good, when I'm going to be crabby. Like, just when I'm really feeling my oats, because yeah. I really do notice myself just feeling fucking fantastic when I'm ovulating. And I didn't know that that was a thing before, but now I know I actually look forward to it because I'm like, I'm going to look good. I'm going to feel good. Like, it's going to yeah. be... So that's, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. It is really, it is good. And I do need to start taking my temperature more often because I was kind of doing it, but then it said the same every day. So I was like, oh. That's the point, babe. Oh. And then when you're ovulating, it'll go up and your temperature goes up because you're getting hot. And oh. then, it, so my temperature, I'm surprised I'm alive, to be honest. My temperature's always like 35. I'm like, am I all right? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's quite low, right? Yeah, I know. I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> weird. Um, but yeah, and then it comes up. So yeah, at the minute it's down in like 35. It's like 35.7 this morning for me. And then it goes up and I get like almost regular human temperature when uh, when I'm ovulating. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, so I just need to keep going until it... Okay, I did it yeah. like three days in I'm a row. I'm such a was slithering, like, oh. like cold-blooded snake over you here. You are. You are. <laughs> uh, what's your bad, please, Your Honour? Oh, my bad. Oh, my bad. And this is a genuine bad and it's going to sound, it's going to sound like, you're like, are you joking? But um, it's be- it's becoming more and more apparent that the dog prefers Dave to me, right? <laughs> I know. And, it, and she really, really does, right? So she sleeps in the bed between us and she used to like flip from side to side, like whose legs she sleep on. But she's just slowly migrated over to Dave's side. She doesn't sleep on my legs anymore. I wake up in the morning and she's lying all over him and he's got his arms around her and they're all cuddling and spooning. And I just feel, I feel really emotionally impacted by it. It's not good for my rejection complex, my abandonment complex. I feel sad and I don't get it because I shower her with love. Dave is, Dave is like cool as a cucumber. Like he lets... You want it too much, Al. I, I'm you desperate. You want it too much. I'm desperate. Yeah, and she I'm, can smell it on you. She's I like, know, oh, but I've it's tried... Overpowering. I've tried so hard to be cool and it's just not in my nature. I can't... I'm, I'm literally like, I okay. love you, Betty. Maybe put a piece of chicken in your sock or something and yeah. completely aloof and she's going to come over and be like I want this chicken and you're going to be like what chicken who are you bitch and just ignore her ice her out and she'll be like what is happening mum and then when she realises that she can't she can't have you or no wait 
I did. I, the psychology <laughs> works on dogs. I feel like I'm just I'm quoting. I feel like I'm just quoting like all of the like cosmopolitan like like Ms. Like ten things I hate about. No, yeah. not ten, what's it called? Like how to lose a guy in ten days. That's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna do to Betty. Okay. She's okay. Matthew McConaughey, okay. and you're the woman. Okay. And you're just gonna play really hard to get. You find another dog. Just go and stand in the park. Just bring another dog home. No, I'm joking. Don't bring dog <laughs> But like, just come and see Boo and just like stroke her loads and then go home smelling of another yeah. woman and better be like... And what? I pretend How's then feel, that bitch? she doesn't exist. I just pretend well, she doesn't exist. Yeah, you can well, like, I'm obviously oh, still like going to feed yeah. her and water her. <laughs> yeah. Like, I yeah. still take her to the park, but normally when I take her to the park, I talk to her all the way, but I'll just ignore her. Yeah. I'll let yeah, her in. Like, I'll I'll let her off the lead and say whatever. Do your own thing. I'm not looking at you. Okay, I'm on it. Yeah. I'm on it. I'm on it. Okay. Oh my god, I refer psychology boo all the time when we're in the park and she's like runs <laughs> like she doesn't run away. She's so good. But if she's like I don't know, she she's gone. She eats a lot of sticks, which isn't great. But like sometimes I'll leave when like she'll lie in the middle of the park and I'm like, okay, well I'm gonna go now. And if she doesn't come, I'm like, okay, well it's been really nice owning you. Good luck in the park. <laughs> Have a great time. And she always looks at me like you don't mean it. And then I'm like bye. And then I turn around. She's like wait. <laughs> and then she. Runs. So I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, I'm on I'm, it. I'm half right. But on a on a serious on a serious note, I I sometimes think this about Alex and Boa because but then he's the fun guy. I'm the one that does the walk every day, and I'm the constant because I walk her every day. I feel it. Well, actually, he. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been interesting since COVID, but I I don't think dogs think like us. She's not looking at you being like mm, scummy bitch. I'm choosing dad. Like she's just you know just do she's just being a dog. She she's just she gravitates towards him, which hurts more than her looking at me and thinking what a scummy bitch. Do you know what I mean? I would rather that than her but just thinking oh she's bigger. She's fine, but I'm all about him. I need to take this to therapy, okay? I need to take this to therapy. You need to take this to Jacqueline, please. Stop putting your rejection complex on your dog. (laughs) Every time I wake up, I look over and my heart sinks. I'm like, oh my God. And she's lying lying on his chest, just looking into his eyes. And I'm like, yeah, there we go. There we go. I knew it. I am just top liver. This is really sad. Uh, yeah, okay, this is sad. Oh my god, I always manage to make my bads bad. really sad <laughs> and pathetic. <laughs> Should we just call it the good, the sad, and the awkward? Yeah. <laughs> what's What's your awkward? Oh Hit god, me. it's just so just it's just so me. Yesterday, I went I went to I tell you what I did. I went to the hairdressers. I went to Samantha. Samantha Kuswick, the place that basically Zoe Sugg goes, because I've I've looked at Zoe Sugg's hair for the last 10 years and been like, one day I'm going to go and see a hairdresser. And then for reasons best known to myself, I just never booked to actually go. Um, <laughs> and then this week I was like, it's time. So I booked it and I went and I was excited and I wore my lipstick and I looked quite pretty. I was wearing a dress and I got there and I was having a nice time and I took Boa with me. Um, and, and they let Boo sit up on the, the chair next to me, which I always love when hairdressers do that. Like, I'm getting my hair washed, and then she's on the next door chair, and we just look like a, like a 60s poster, you know? <laughs> and um, it was cool. Anyway, and then this guy came over, and he starts stroking Boo, and he's talking to me, and I was a bit aware. When Boo gets quite excited that she's being stroked, she, she might have tried to jump off the chair, so I was like, I'll just hold on to her harness while she's <laughs> sitting there. So he was stroking Boo, and I just went to go and hold on to the harness, and I realised about 20 seconds too late that I wasn't holding onto the harness I was holding onto his hand because <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to I love this. Boo. this 
makes everything inside me go funny. I don't like it. Because <laughs> I can feel him still trying to like get the stroke motions, and he was being like held onto by me. <laughs> And I'm also like tightly holding on. I just have my hand like on his hand. Oh. <laughs> he just left. I did have to say, yeah, he didn't talk to me again. And I was just like, okay, I'm never coming back. Thanks. <laughs> my hair will never look this good again. And that'll be my own fault. <laughs> you shouldn't be like that in public. Oh, I know. Oh. I know. What's your awkward? So I was on the train yesterday and I was sitting in a two. And then in front of me was another two. And you know how there's like a gap in between the seats, right? Yeah. I'd been at a shoot and then I got straight on the train. So I was like, oh, relax. And I was like, I'm going to go on stories and catch up. Uh, yours is obviously the first always on my stories, of course. Yes. They know. So I was catching up and it was like, I was on a picture of Bua. And then I literally just looked up. I, when I'm on a train, I have to look up so I don't get car sick, right? I looked up, and as my eyes kind of came into focus, I was like, that's a picture of Bua on the woman's phone in the seat in front of me, right? She's a star. She's a star. And I was like, oh my God, this is so surreal. And like meta and Black Mirror and fucking crazy. And I was like, the woman in front of me is on M Stories. So then I texted you and I was like, I don't know whether to say, like, that's my friend. But then also I was like, major invasion of that's privacy. That's the dog I'm leaving my dog for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my new mistress. That's um, the dog I'm going to have an affair with. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it feels like an invasion of privacy to be like, I can see that you're, I'm looking at you looking at your phone. And then I was very awkward and you were like, just set, just do it. And then I was like, no, I can't. So I was trying not to look, but it was also too exciting. She was scrolling through her feed and then one of my posts came up and she went to the comment section and I was like, oh my God, this is so weird. And But she didn't Did comment. she troll she just, you? No, oh. no, no. Because I did panic for a second. I thought, oh my God. <laughs> New notification, you absolute <laughs> bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I should so say something because really but this is really you like invading in and gone, space. What, what are you gonna say comment <laughs> comment like share <laughs> but also the train was really busy there was someone sitting next to me there was someone sitting next to her so i couldn't i felt like i couldn't be like excuse me like that's my friend there so i don't know it was just it was all very awkward so you and didn't then, do anything i didn't do anything oh i know i don't oh I well, know. That's still fun. I mean, it's fun for the group, fun for our egos. Like very you. fun, very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm a bit sad just... she didn't troll you. <laughs> oh my god, I I was scared for a second. I was like just keeping an eye on my phone to see what comments came through. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So that was that was that was fun. But if you're listening, I'm so sorry for invading your space and looking at your phone. But also, you do make like, it sound like you literally like had your little face squished through the chest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Oh my god, we've got such a great interview today. Oh, we do, we do, we do. Um, this is with our friend, which actual is so friend. nice, an actual friend of the podcast. <laughs> we went down to Brighton last week to go and see Nelly, um, who we're interviewing today. Uh, Nelly London, if you don't know, is like. Just, oh, isn't she just the loveliest? Isn't she just the best? She's the best. She's so nice to follow on Instagram. Literally, she just, she's so joyful, like brings so much 
joy into my feed. And she's also a genuinely really nice person. We like she her. Is. But despite that, she's actually had and, and does endure a lot of trolling. And she messaged us about doing this podcast. She's not done one before. Um, and she wanted to talk about the... The, the real effect that trolling has yeah. and I think like this was such an interesting conversation wasn't it because it was about misogyny and social media and the way we speak to each other and our own jealousy our own anxieties and and projection and it was such an interesting mm. conversation we actually went down there because Nelly recently had a surgery she's had to have multiple corrective surgeries after a boob reduction sort of went wrong um and we wanted to talk to her about that <laughs> and then we got so distracted with the trolling shit that that's what today's episode's about but she's coming back she and is. we're going to do another episode with her about her titties <laughs> <laughs> sorry Nelly. um we'll do another episode about about surgery i think and 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 and, and society's view of that even and 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 that'll sure. be really cool. But for now... For now... Here's Nelly. Enjoy! Hello, everyone. We are... We're in a very exciting location, actually, today, aren't we? We're on location. We're in Brighton. <laughs> Hove. Hove. <laughs> Edit that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do it again, I'm sorry. I, I said so, to Em here, like, awesome. where's Brighton? And she was like, we're in Brighton. And I was like, oh, I thought we were in Hove. Anyway. Brighton and Hove, though, isn't it? The borough. <laughs> we don't have bars. Oh, I, I don't think we're going to But can I just say, Alex last night sent me a, a screenshot of the of Google Maps, and she said, um, "Fuck, it's really far away." And I was like, "What did you think it was?" When did, she was like, "Can we put to go to the coast?" So I was like, "Ow!" When we talked about this, you said, "Oh my god, we can go to the beach and we can go swimming," and then you sent me that being like, "Oh my god, it's by the sea." Far. I it's like just outside London. No, what really? sea is just outside I London? Just, I didn't put like those two together. Anyway. <laughs> Um, we are we, we are in Hove and we're recording with a very special guest who's actually a friend of ours and a fellow influencer. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> <You> speak French. <laughs> uh, Nelly, Nelly Hi. London. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for being here today with Thanks us. Thanks for driving all the way down. Yeah. To the sea. <laughs> Loved it. Another road trip. Um, Stopped at Starbucks. We're happy. We've invaded your place. Boo is here as well. Yeah. Um, and you've got little Kip, Mr. Kipling biscuits out for us, which has made me very Obviously. happy. Thank you so much. Um, but you don't do a lot of podcasts. Yeah. So never thank you for doing... <gasps> you've never done no. a podcast. Is this oh, your very first? Welcome. First. Okay, Amazing. we can be terrible and she won't know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really shit interviews. No, I've, I've been asked to do a good handful of podcasts. But okay. They just scare me too much. Do they? But I know you guys. What is... So then what is the reason that you don't do many podcasts? Oh god, I'm scared. I don't what know off? why. It's it's probably just like a self-critical thing, isn't it? You're just scared you'll say something that I don't know. Someone doesn't like you. Don't like. I say things to my friends right. all the time, and then think, oh, what the fuck was I talking about? How embarrassing! Like that's not really how I feel or think. Why do I do that? <laughs> <laughs> so that went in a recorded that form too. is slightly terrifying. <laughs> it's that meme, isn't it? It's like, did you ever leave a social situation and just think that was not my best one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me all every time, time I get I do that all the time. I'm like, that's a terrible reflection of who I am. <laughs> but I've left now, so that's why. Do you, is it confidence? Are you confident? I don't know. I actually think it might be confidence related, which is weird. Because, mm. like, mm. what I do for like work and stuff. And it's like, 
I feel like I nailed the body confidence aspect of my life. Right. Like, good for years. But I do think I've got there. Always yeah. working on it, as as you will. But physically, like, social confidence, being out in certain public spaces, I do. I feel mm. it's, it's difficult for me, for sure. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and actually, like, you say, like, oh, it's funny given, like, what I do for work. But actually, it's so... It is so different mm. there is such a huge disparity because I mean you're at home like taking pictures in front of mm. you know in front of your phone but there's no one else around it's like all private you've got full control mm-hmm. and yes it's going out to a lot of people but you forget yeah yeah that, it doesn't necessarily compute that amount of people but then For like sure. when you're faced with a social situation it is a lot different and you have to they realize they're in the room yeah room. yeah and you can't really control it you no. can't like it can't be curated at all it has to be like natural and I can totally see the difference yeah do do you feel like there's an online you and like a real life you oh it's so funny my friends say this all the time do they all people to do this like you are just the last one we'd expect really oh I'm surprised by that I think I'm the mum friend I'm okay. definitely the mum the obviously because I don't drink and if I okay. do go out with the girls I'm like oh my god stop it you're the designated down, driver sit down have <laughs> yeah. a glass of water oh yeah I was always the driver because <laughs> yeah. I passed my test really early because like I was so keen to like do it and be independent always been the driver always been the take carer okay. but um, yeah I feel like in in certain like some social situations like when I'm meeting people who like follow me oh my god amazing I chat to them for hours and hours I have the best time and it's just lovely certain events even like public photo shoots I'm Mm. I'm like the most confident person you'll ever see like that um London photo shoot I did last summer I think it was and I was wearing a full set of lingerie high-heeled boots strutting through like Kensington Loved you it. You could not have told me anything. I was the queen of that road for those five minutes uh, that I And did you looked it. Yeah. 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 The videos show it. That wasn't yeah. fake. But put me in a slightly crowded bar. I'm like, yeah. in the same outfit. <laughs> or like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's weird. It shows up in, in different ways. But social, I don't know if I want to call it social anxiety, but certain situations for sure yeah. need work. But I think <laughs> social anxiety, like, to an extent, everybody has yeah. it because there's always situations that, like, you just like I I'm a really confident like I know I can go into a room and I can like, I'm just gonna be like I'm gonna fucking smash this and then I'm out you know what I mean and I'm just gonna go in I'm just gonna charm the shit out of everyone and then I'm and then I'm out but then there's also some situations like the idea of like walking into a restaurant first I'm like don't look at me like I can't you know what I mean like Alex always has to go really? into like, that scene you've seen at the office. And Dwight's like, yeah. I never let anyone walk behind me. Yes. That's me. I'm like, do not walk behind me. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't like it. I want, I want to follow. Like, I'm like a total. Sh- but it's so That's weird. And there's like no rhyme or reason. It's just no, it can show up very randomly. Yeah. yeah. So some days I can do it. I bought a dress last week. I'll show you it later. <laughs> it's the most fabulous thing you've ever Is seen. It? It's just unbelievable, and I look so good in it. And I was strutting around the flat in it, and I was FaceTiming with my friends. I was like, we're going out. What are you doing this weekend? I'm ready. And they're like, okay, yeah, we'll text you on Friday. Friday comes around. I'm like, sorry, you left me on the house. Oh, I'm not coming out anymore. <laughs> oh, no. It's weird, isn't it, though? But I think, like, the expectation, like, on us to be able to, like, thrive in every... Si- not on us, you know, three of us, but on women to, like, thrive in every situation. Sex in the City really did a number on us. You just imagine you're going to yeah. be out for, lo- like, breakfast, lunch and dinner, yeah. looking fucking there stunning. These underground clubs, like, swerving through people. I'm like, I'd have a panic attack. Yeah. Fucking ever. But then there's certain times, like, 
Brighton Pride, my favourite day of the year. I thrive. We've really? missed, I think this is the third year. Look, okay. Pride is happening this year, but we've missed two because of COVID. Mm. Favourite day of the year. Absolutely really? Love it. Again, I skipped down the road, like, just loving life. But That's... it's the only sort of party environment that I like. It's outdoors. Outdoors. That might help. Yeah. Sunny. Good vibes. Definitely feel safer in queer spaces. Yeah. Always mm-hmm. have. Yeah. So growing yeah. up in Brighton, like... I think you just get used to that very quickly and like normal clubs like they're traumatizing mm. for a young teenager like yeah. oh my god don't the men the groping i know we're going to talk it's... about boobs in a bit but having such huge boobs i was so yeah. sexualized yeah. so young it's so interesting you know hearing how much safer you feel at pride it's like you know they say if men mm. weren't on social media would you still use it and I feel like for you... Time of my life. Would you? Yeah, yeah, I'm lucky. My audience is like 98. Like, it's all women. I'm sure yours are the same. Like, so much more female followers than male. And every time That's a man, great. like, I spot a man, I'm like, what are you doing here? Get out. <laughs> yeah, Get out. How did you arrive here? Yeah. This is not for you. Yeah. I think that's such an important point, like the the like, and with your, I know we're going to talk about your boobs, but like the <laughs> the sexualization of like I mean children is extraordinary. Like yeah. it's actually not a surprise that you don't feel safe in certain, or that any it's actually a surprise mm. that any of us do feel safe after dark in any space. Yeah, mm. um, I've always felt that massively. I yeah. also have like working on it again, but feel really jealous of my friends. Like jealousy is a horrible thing to feel, but like being honest, I do experience jealousy. When my friends go out and they, they just have a great time, I'm like, how are you doing yeah. it? Mm. How are you in this club? Like, you know there are men looking at you yeah. in a certain way and you're just, you just feel fine. You're just getting on with your night, mm. as you should. But I'm sat there like, how? How are you doing? I'm sat here watching for you. I'm like, who's looking at you? Are you safe? Are you safe? Yeah, we're all safe. Okay, fine. And then I go straight back to, am I safe? Am I safe? Oh, it's oh, horrible, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's so really I just get so like, oh, I wish. Yeah. I wish I could just let go. Have a drink. Yeah. Enjoy life. Because why <laughs> am I not? It's it's silly, but yeah, it's not silly, mm. and it's and it's like that's it's come from somewhere. Mm. But but like, I think about the situations I was in as a teenager, and mm. I'm just like fucking yeah. hell. Yeah, it's crazy. To it's think, isn't it? crazy. Mm. You know, because now I'm like. Even when I'm absolutely paralytic, as we were on Saturday night, I'm like, where's the threat? Where's the threat? Like, yeah. I'll fucking take yeah. it out. I'm ready. Um, but so I wanted to ask, so your, you said your Instagram following is like almost entirely women. Mm, it's lovely. And, you know, and we were saying that you create content for women and it's not the male gaze. Um, I, I know this because you've shared sometimes, you know, you've, you've shared a few comments and dms that you've received but still you get that negativity Mm. of people saying that you're you know showing yourself too much Mm. or showing too much of yourself yeah and i and actually i was thinking when you talk about your photo shoot in london Mm. your video shoot sorry Mm. and i remember people saying like put it away Mm. you know like there are children there are children children. yeah yeah children exist in the world how dare you have an ass But some of the responses, like, you'd, you'd think I was performing sexual acts in the street. Yeah. And that's where I was... I wasn't expecting it, to be honest, because I'm, like, used to mm. my audience and I know my content and I thought this is just a really wonderful, empowering piece of content. It was so out of my yeah. comfort zone. It was terrifying. But I was so glad I taught myself into doing it. And then when it came, like, the responses were, like, there are children. Obviously, put it away. I mean, it, it happens all the time anyway. Like, I yeah. expect that. It is what it is. And yeah. this is coming from women. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All coming... Well, not... Yeah. All coming from women. Um, I was I was genuinely surprised, but I did find it very interesting. The, just yeah. the, the children comment in general, I was like, 
What an interesting way to think. I, I wouldn't have even considered it. No, that that I would that would have never crossed my mind. But I also like me and the photographer. It was just me and Rebecca, just one of the girl. Um, we were very like we were very ready. Whenever it was mm. these walks that we were doing, obviously they lasted about nine seconds max. Like you can watch the reel. That is it. The yeah. second they were finished, I was there like passing my coat. We were like <laughs> on off walk done. I think I was wearing that in public for less than thirty seconds that day. And if a child had been walking by, I think we would have both naturally been like, let's just, let's wait for that child to pass. Yeah. Naturally. But I said this to you at the time, that child will walk past, Debenhams is gone, but whatever, will walk past that and see a very sexualized, airbrushed, Mm -hmm. photoshopped woman in lingerie Mm -hmm. and then some, like stick thin mannequins, Mm -hmm. all sexualized to death. Mm -hmm. They're going to walk down the fucking high street on a summer's day and see more male nipples than anything (laughs) ever, you know, and... It's the most extraordinary misogyny yeah. that comes from women. And it's like a mm-hmm. really specific breed mm-hmm. that I guess comes for you in the context of what you're doing. And I, I would really like to like talk to you about if, if you've had these thoughts, if you've noticed any patterns with these people, because I don't know if it's misogyny. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's jealousy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's their own insecurity. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And I wonder if you've ever like speculated or Mm. had any thoughts or got to the bottom of like why you think they do this i do think about it a lot Mm. like when when those were come through like i I, i'm it's lucky and unlucky but i get to see i honestly think about two percent of my direct messages because there are so many i i don't i don't see any of them but like obviously in that two percent i do see some Mm. are good and some are bad but when when those were happening in the comments and stuff i was like this is extremely interesting and worth a yeah. conversation. So I was talking mm. to whoever I was talking to you were talking about it, mm. my partner about it. And I was, I was thinking, why, why, why do you think they've landed there? Because their, mm. their opinion is valid. Like they've landed where they've landed. I do wonder why. I think jealousy is a difficult one. Cause like I said, we all experience jealousy as a human emotion. We'd rather we didn't, but we all do. Mm. Underlying potentially, not jealousy of like me and the way I look, but I think jealousy of, the confidence that I'm exuding in that exact moment. Yeah. Because we all wish we were confident. Truth is, I'm not that confident. Like, day to day, every single, you know. In that moment, yeah, I did it. I, mm. I smashed it. Mm. Misogyny, again, we're, we're completely taught forever that we should, on some levels, be respectful and, and modest and, and mm, don't, yeah. don't call yeah. attraction to yourself like that. Like, don't do it. Mm. But yeah, it's a weird one. I think that's that's spot on that. I think it's an, a good old mix of, you know, those people through no fault of their own feeling mm. horrendous in their body and like they can't even show their body after their partner, you know, in a mm. lot of cases, never mind actually like be that confident in public. And it hurts yeah. to see someone so fully comfortable in their own skin and it does induce feelings of jealousy like of course it does and then obviously that's mixed in with like nice old dose of misogyny as well i wonder if kate Moss had done it if somebody size zero had Mm. done it whether it would evoke the same reaction because i think like what we've been exposed to like i can't stress enough like how hypersexualized all the images that we mm. saw as kids are mm. you know do you remember lacenza yeah. like i used to go to lacenza yeah. after school and like the, the chicks on the ground I mean, they had big boobs but they were they were really thin we right? used to buy hot pants and knickers from lacenza when we were 11 and 12 and they yeah. used to say daddy's girl <gasps> and sugar baby 
And well, what was wrong? Like, we disgusting. didn't understand it, but it was sold to us, so we bought it. Yeah, of course. Now I think back, my mum did my laundry. Why did she not think, okay, these are not appropriate for you? But at the time, it was sort of just, you know, yeah. the census yeah, cool we right had now. the Playboy, um... Oh, Playboy. Yeah. We all, yeah, why do we all have Playboy t-shirts? I'm like, I haven't got, fuck, I haven't got boobs, and yet it's this Playboy across my tiny little child nipples. But that's <laughs> actually wild. And I, and I think it's such a challenge that what you're doing is, it, it's so much more empowering than, than what we were exposed to before being daddy's girl or the fucking, you know, like, it's I haunting, isn't it? Sugar haunting. baby. All of that, like, all of the, even the Lacenza bras, like, I still oh. got one at home, lol. Like, with the feckin', I already have big boobs, what was I doing with this padding. ridiculous padding? And it's like, we're so hypersexualized as children. Mm. And obviously then women are told that we're asking for it when, God forbid, something happens, which unfortunately, statistically, it probably will mm. through no fault of our own. But it's really interesting to me now that you have created... And you have work, and I actually want to talk to you about the, the the work element of this. But you have created an incredible platform that is women only. Mm. It does make you feel more safe than you feel anywhere else, and yet somehow you're vilified way more than you would be if you were a uh, a, a model in the lads max, if you were a yeah. glamour model, you know, doing shoots for men, or if you were a runway model wearing, you know, fucking nothing. Mm. It's like because, and I and I've seen this with a few creators who have platforms, curves for a start, but also platforms for women. They do seem to receive the most trolling, mm. and it, it I it really distresses me. It really distresses me. I, yeah. I do. I wonder why. I'd love to know why. Mm. It's it's it is. It's a weird. It's a weird space that we sit in. Mm. And why why does it attract that like real hatred from some yeah. people? Obviously not everyone, but there are some people who aggressively hate the style of content and what the, essentially the message mm. that I guess we push. Mm. Strong hatred. It's not just a oh, this isn't for me. I don't like it. It's a, like you are doing something disgraceful. It's like I'm not. I know mm, I'm not, yeah. but some people see it that way. But like putting putting intentions aside, I guess I'd like to know that the the I'd like to know the impact that it has on you, the negativity mm. and the trolling. Right, it's trolling. Yeah, it's difficult. It's I think I'm affected by trolling. Yeah, way more than like. I think you would be like I know how you deal with it because you talk about it all the time mm. Mm. your response is normally like I'm going to prove you wrong even stronger mm. like I'm yeah. going to go in I'm going to DM you back like I would never I voice like, note people back yeah again. I think you're crazy like, <laughs> you voice note people who live for who it. send you rude messages I'm like come on babe let's go I want to chat I just want to talk I just want to talk see I, I couldn't have that conversation because it would upset me too much which is why I don't it's so sad because I used to engage with my DMs Mm. so much I would I'm not exaggerating spend four plus hours a day replying to beautiful people who would message me small things like where's your mug from or oh my god you helped with this or any any level of it I would reply sometimes I'd reply long essays just Mm. talking to people but I decided to stop like I consciously decided to like withdraw from my own DMs about a year and a half ago because I was finding the negative ones just too overwhelming. Not right. that they were, like there wasn't hundreds or Not thousands. Yeah. Just the way they would get me in a sore spot. It was like, it was crippling for me. Like I would cry about it. Whereas you'd be like, fuck you, what the hell are you talking about? But I haven't always been like that. Mm. I haven't. I, the DMs, I used to, not the DMs, 
the the comments that I used to get on the Daily Mail made me want to die. God, like I did Daily not, Mail. I know, but I get you get that. I did not want to be alive when I was like seventeen or eighteen because mm. of what they said. And you're right, it's mm. always I actually get really upset talking about that bit because it's always in the sad spots and it's always in the bits that hurt the most. But the stuff that hurts is the stuff that maybe we think they're right about. Exactly. Because we all have our own insecurities. Mm. And I have learned it's not that I want to prove these people wrong and it's not that I want to fight with these people. It's that I need. I need to remember that they're <laughs> because I mean, I'm sorry, I know it's a really bad word, but I gave all of my power to these people mm. and I was 17. Yeah. How could they do that? Yeah, how can yeah. you sleep at night? Genuinely, how can you sleep at night? Having called a child that you don't know fat and ugly and told that she needs a smack or she needs whatever, you know what I mean? And the, the, the things people would say, they weren't that bad. They mm. were, you know, someone, I remember someone writing once that I had a face only a mother could love. And I just, I, <laughs> I know, but I honestly, I wanted to die when I read that. Because, and I still, 17. it still haunts me, like mm. absolutely haunts me. And it took me such a long time to learn that I, not even that I like I was pretty, but like, or that I had a face that somebody else could love, but like that, that what they were saying was just, it was nothing to do with me. It didn't That's matter it. what I actually looked like or who loved my face or whatever. It was, I had to rationalize with myself how truly awful these people are. Mm. And, it, and, and I'm a massive empath. I believe so much in love and forgiveness and seeing the best in people. But sometimes you have to call a spade a spade. And it's just like, if you're gonna do that to a kid, there's something wrong with you. There's, and I can't help you. And it's not my fucking job to help you. Yeah. Go back to your miserable fucking life and have a look at yourself. Like look in the mirror and ask if, you, if, you, if you're worthy of love. Mm. You're not from me. But now I just feel with my DMs, it's just like, it's not that I want to be right. And like you said earlier, someone can have an opinion and that's absolutely fine. But it's like, do you have to do this? Mm. Do you have to do this? Why have you done this? Why, why are you okay? Probably not. Mm. Jess Megan says it. Happy people don't talk shit about other people on the internet. When you think of the most inspiring person you know, what are they doing? <laughs> they're not DMing Nelly to say, think of the children. Like they're out just living their fucking lives. I hate that you've been pushed out of your own space. Mm, I know that's yeah it's so sad because speaking to people is so important and the the amount that like I like speak to people it's it was beautiful it was amazing the conversations were meaningful when I meet Mm. people it's it's always so meaningful and like just lovely but I just because I couldn't cope with the punches yeah I just had to step away Mm. and I I almost wanted to announce it I didn't and just be like look by the way don't ever waste your energy DMing me because I don't see them Mm. because I feel like that's harsh sometimes people just need to offload but the thought of right now there are tens of thousands of of unanswered messages in my DM box is Mm. heartbreaking but I know that if I scroll through 100 I'll find one that tells me to jump off a bridge and I just yeah. can't put myself through that. Yeah. Which, like you said, it's so sad. It is. It is sad. I mean, but you have to, you know, find your own boundaries and, res- and respect mm. that. So that's what you have to do. But it is, it's, like, painful it <laughs> that that has to be the reason that you, yeah. you know, stopped engaging. Not stopped engaging, but, yeah. the, you know, doing what, what made you happy. I still spend hours replying to comments and things like yeah. that. And with the comments, I always find if I come across a bad one, they're never quite as painful as the, the, yeah. the essay that someone sent you about why yeah. what I'm doing is damaging for people. Yeah. Can we like? Can you explain like what sort of messages you do get? Like because you said it when we spoke about doing this episode. Like you don't 
I don't think people understand mm. what trolling really is because yeah. what I had was like classic trolling. It's like you've yes. got to face any amount of good love, and I'm like, yeah. stunning, <laughs> yeah. so original. Love that for you, Mikey zero two four nine nine. Very classic trolling. Yeah. Fake yeah. account, stupid comment. Yeah. To you, probably like just it's ridiculous. Mm. Like, I get the same too. I get that like you're a fat ugly cow. I'm like okay. It's to me. I don't even read it. Like yeah. it's it's nothing. The ones that hurt, like you said, are the ones that somehow they they've touched on a sore spot and it's it, they've hit an insecurity and you're like oh my god yeah mm-hmm. like with the the whole think of the children thing that like devastated me for like a full two hours <laughs> until i thought some yeah. sense but i was like the thought that i could be damaging children is horrific i thought it through i spoke it through and realized actually that's not what i'm doing mm. but for that brief time where i let that thought in i was inconsolable i was like what have i done do I need to delete it and tell Instagram to remove me? Because, like, they, they can convince you that you are a terrible person. Yeah. But it's funny because trolling, like, like we, we think of it as, like, trolls. Like, gremlins under a bridge. They're not mm. real people. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to call it trolling, even though it is, it is what it is. But it does. It dehumanises these people. Mm. But actually, the people sending these messages, yes, they might have fake usernames, and often often they don't. Sometimes they're just public, which is very brave, but yeah. <laughs> um, they're real people. Yeah. Like, they're normal people. And what, what I find hard to like think about is they're probably good people. I know like we probably think differently, like you think they're cunts, which... No, 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 I agree. no, no, I, I agree with you. I agree I, with the Daily you. Mail commenters are cunts. Yes, the, it the, seems yeah. to hit another level on the Daily Mail. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but the, the If you've got an messages, account, there's no helping you. Oh, there's no helping <laughs> you. Like, sorry. Well, this is, this is the thing, like, they, they're probably good people who probably help their neighbour in with the shopping and probably yeah. see their mum for tea. And, like they're not these evil trolls that we envision i think it helps us to think like they're just horrible people they live under a bridge and like oh they're not even part of society but what scares me is that they are and a few times it's happened i've had really serious like spells of trolling and sometimes it's one person who will try and get them to notice you for months and months and months which sometimes i do like sometimes they message me every day something abusive Mm. And then I'll spot it because they might fall into the 2% that I check that day. And then it's happened to me twice. And I found out because I clicked on their profile that they're from Brighton. And that scared me more than I can tell you. Because I'm like, I could actually bump into you getting my morning coffee. Like, what would happen? Would you actually throw something? Would you hit me? Would I be physically in danger? Mm. Because your messages suggest I would. But one of them... um, I remember it was aggressive and it was weirdly about fast fashion, which I, mm. like you guys, I decided to stop working with fast fashion, God, nearly two years ago now. Mm. But I did used to, maybe it wasn't that long ago, but I did, I worked with like the big ones, like Miss Clyde and PLT. Like, yeah. I did, when I first started doing this as a job, I was like, wow, you want to pay me to wear a dress? Awesome. Mm. And I did do it for a few months, but I mean, quickly, not because of DMs, I realised myself that this isn't something I wanted to continue with. It doesn't mm. align with me. So like, love you, but like, no thank you anymore yeah. and dissociated myself from those brands pretty quickly but there was a girl and again she was from Brighton and she would DM me essays every day just telling me I, I am destroying the planet and I am using slave labour and I am responsible for the world dying and I didn't reply because I never replied to them but I saw them and they had accumulated by the time I'd seen them I think I read seven in a row and it was so much anger it was so much hate she obviously had a cause she had a passion yeah she directed it all at me yeah 
And then she found my Depop, because I sell my clothes on Depop all the time. I think it's a great way to give clothes a new home. Yeah. And then she started messaging me on there, and I was like, oh, you're, you're really, you're oh really on this. You really want this to happen. You want something to happen here. Yeah. And I didn't block her, because I also have a rule never to engage in any okay. form, even block, because I don't ever want anyone to think I've seen it. Right. Most likely is I haven't seen it because it's probably not been even glanced at. Right. So I knew that she existed. And then since I knew she existed, I knew that they'd be, I knew once a week I would be able to check and see probably four or five new messages. I don't think it was that many. I think I might be exaggerating because of how traumatic it felt at the time. But I remember after a while, I, I Googled her. I really was like, is this a genuine threat? Googled her. She went to uni here. She lived not far from me. She was just a... And she looked normal. She was clearly normal. She had friends in her pictures. She was a normal, regular human. Yeah. But just had this misdirected anger. And I left it. She didn't reply. She didn't... She stopped messaging me. And I remember a year after her last message, like some lunatic that I am, I think it was about a year, maybe <laughs> not that long. I did, and I've never replied to anyone. Like, someone who sent me hate, I have never replied really? to you, apart from this one girl. And I just messaged and said, hi, I did see your messages. They scared me so much. I felt so threatened by them. I actually did stop working with fast fashion, but not because of your abuse. Yeah. You can't do this to people. This was the worst month of my life when I knew you existed because I was genuinely scared to leave the house. Yeah. But she... And it's weird because after that she did reply and then I blocked her and that was that. Was she nice in the reply? Yeah. And she said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I have mental health issues. I've been going through this. I've experienced this. And I didn't reply to that. I thought, I've told you what I need to tell you. I didn't didn't want to reply. But like, that's that chapter closed. I Mm. had to let you know how much you affected my life. Because you might Mm. be doing it to other people. Mm. Honestly, get upset thinking about it. Because I was fearful every day. I bet. And I just thought, you're my age. We could see each other. And what happens if we do? Because I'll know your face and you'll know mine. Do I run? Mm. Do I call the police? I don't know. And that's at one horrible. point I thought about reporting her to the police. But um, yeah, she worked for the uni newspaper and that God. kind of thing. I was like, you, you are a human. You're not a troll. Maybe I feel bad now for calling them cunts, but... They do cunty things. They do cunty things. They do. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know what? Okay. So do you. So do I. So does Alex. Mm. So does that guy. So mm. does everybody. Everybody does shitty stuff. And I think there's something that I find very interesting about... This isn't trolling. You're right. I don't know what... This is abuse. This is abuse. The forums, the DMs, it's abuse. And I think a lot of it probably stems from jealousy, stems from um, misogyny. But Mm. fundamentally, it's a lot of moral superiority. Mm. And I I really want these people to wonder Mm. how much better they really are than us if this is how they're spending their time. Because you might be using a bunch of cotton, buying something, I don't know. You know, you, you mm. could be doing this bad thing and you could have eaten a chicken, mm. not alive, but... <laughs> and we've got to spread it. And it's like eating a live chicken. On sun- <laughs> Sundays, only Sundays. <laughs> Cancel um, You know, we all... <laughs> like, live chicken, Jesus. Um, we all do do... You know, we all do, we all do stuff that isn't fucking great, right? Yeah. Yeah. But we are held to a crazy high standard on Instagram. And I feel like, you know, the way, the language that you've used the last couple of th- times saying, you know, this is what this person did. They were telling you off for fast fashion. This is what I was telling you off for something. Mm. And it's like, they do get up on their high horses and they think they're so much better than you. 
and I, and maybe that's because of the misogyny thinking that they're smarter than a model mm. or maybe they think that you're asking for abuse because in the same way that they think women who are walking down the street late at night are because you mm-hmm. you put yourself out there and I think that's a really common thing is everyone's like, well, if you don't like it get off social media mm. and it's like no no we need to really address there is a there's an epidemic here mm-hmm. and people are misplacing their superiority their anger all of it and it will have this will kill people. Mm. This will kill. It has. It, it yeah. has, and it will continue to do this. And not just creators, mm-hmm. but if you get into the habit of doing like that, how are you talking around your children? Mm. How are they talking on social mm. media? Yeah. And and the reaction for so long it was always to me, and it's easy with the don't check the you know don't check the comments on the Daily Mail, which oh, I just yeah. you know you don't, and that's fine. And it's you're not walking mm. into that room, mm-hmm. but these people are walking into your house. Yeah, they find you. Yeah. And that's what, and, and the, the answer for you isn't to get off social media because no. forgive me for saying this, you are the least offensive creator <laughs> I have ever fucking followed. Like yeah. all you do is lovely Baking content. Yeah. You bake cakes, <laughs> you buy flowers, you go for wholesome walks on the beach, yeah. and you life. literally have the, the the calmest and warmest and loveliest looking life. Oh. And like you walk into your home and it's exactly the same as exactly what you think it would be. Yeah. It's just it's like. <laughs> Gorgeous. It smells of vanilla and it's just yeah. like it's just the loveliest home and I, I can't work out what it is about you that annoys people so much. Well it's not me, is it? It's people. There's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah. it's you do, you you let it get to you. I had a, it's funny you mentioned um forums. I had a really interesting experience with these forums last year. Mm. So I didn't know they exist. I was so late to the Did game. Did you not? No, didn't didn't know. I honestly I was so oblivious in my lovely happy I just thought I got hate in my DMs like a forum oh my god so I am friends with a a YouTuber girl who also lives around here Mm. she's lovely and she would often talk quite openly and honestly about the abuse she would get she was a massive massive target of it especially on these forums so I was like what are you talking about I'm gonna find out yeah exactly you know where it's going found it found her page and just spent the next 10 minutes reading hate like I've never read when I was reading it it wasn't even about me it was about her Mm. I know her I know she's a lovely person Mm. she's never like she's never done anything offensive or wrong she's she's just a woman who exists on the internet and I couldn't believe the things people were saying about her I I couldn't Mm. get over it so after 10 minutes honestly I sat there my heart rate was pumping I thought oh my god that there's evil in the world we have a problem there's there's real evil in the world Mm. The lengths of these these essays. Right. They wrote poems about how much they hate her. Poems that big. Sick. That rhymed. Poems. They rhymed. Someone had spent days writing a poem that rhymed about how much they hate this girl. And I was mortified. But obviously, because I was on the fucking forum, I was then typing in other creators that I liked. Mm. Oh having a search around, I was like, God, if they hate her, what do they think about blah, blah? What do they think about blah, blah? And I spent about half an hour this day... Mm just absorbing this hate just it just absorbing it mm. i shut down my laptop i was like oh my god i know most people would google their own name i never would i would never and will never put my own name into one of those forums no. it probably exists oh my god good i will for you. never know about it yeah it's like you check your dms like i couldn't yeah if i were to read mm. I, i'm sure i'm on the forums i don't it, it has it's just a whatever the word is like it's most likely that that exists I will never know about it though. Good for you. My friends will also never know about it, and if they do, no. they will never tell me. So at least I've got that yeah. wall of protection. I know I'll never read it. But I knew yeah. this girl used to read her own, and I thought, God save you, how you do that? Yeah, I, just, I don't know. But 
what the weirdest thing happened after I read all this stuff, I would obviously continue to watch and support these women online. Um, but then weird little things would creep into my brain and I would start viewing them ever so slightly differently. Mm. So one of the comments was, blah, blah, she must be such a snob. She's never ordered a takeaway in her life. And when I read it, I thought, stupid, weird, weird thing to pull out, but okay. And then next time I watched her, I thought, oh, are you a snob? Have I been, yeah. have I misinterpreted you? Maybe, maybe you are a snob. Yeah. And then for the next like few weeks, I never went back on the forums, but I noticed my thinking of these lovely women mm. was getting changed and I started to see them in a different way myself mm. Mm. and I had to reality check myself so much be like oh my god that half hour that you consumed yeah altered your thinking mm. on these women mm. and I had to I spoke to my partner about it for hours I was like I need to go back in time and unread that and it that was half an hour of mm. being on them I'm not mm. engaging with it just reading yeah personally for me I'm, I'm very done with this like oh we just pretend it won't exist and don't mm. give them the light that it's it's huge i know women who have been suicidal because of these yeah. i've had the worst conversations with women i actually barely fucking know mm. about them wanting mm. to die and 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 I, I i can never forgive these people i can understand mm. no i can forgive them i can forgive them but i i i wish i could really explain it to these people mm. to, to show to show them what they're really doing they have no idea they don't understand the impact no they don't because they hope that writing all this spewy evil stuff they want that person to read it that's their aim they want them and then they want them yeah. to feel self-conscious upset and sad and better themselves in their eyes obviously there's nothing that needs improving yeah but that will never happen no yeah. one will read a hate thread of themselves and think oh, i need to make some changes no, no. We'll but what changes? What changes? It's, I mean, on a realistic uh, level, what changes? What changes happen? Of course not. They can't. You know, like the things that annoy people about about me or you or you mm. or you. What What do we do? You know, okay, your friend who's who's perceived as a snob. What's the What's the answer? She goes there and orders loads of takeout, and everyone says, "Well, she's a bit fucking." You know, how lazy is she? Does she never cook? Yeah. Do. If she goes and orders a load of takeout, they'll go, "It's working. She's seen it. She's here. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going." But then in a it's, minute, they'll tell her that she's lazy. It's awful. It's evil. There's yeah. no There's no resolution to it. But... You're right. They do want people to see it, don't yeah. they? They want the creators to see their own forums. There is. Yeah. I just I was so mortified that I had subconsciously actually been affected by it i i was genuinely drawn in to the hate threads i mean i was not there going yeah good fucking point she is a cow (laughs) but i was reading it even though i was horrified reading it i realized that it is easy to get sucked into and that's how these normal women then or men and women they become Mm. these trolls that we demonize like it's yeah. easy and that's why it's so scary because before you know it you've made an account you check it every day yeah. and you are you're just as bad you're there you might even write something yourself yeah. it's another side of the content so not only do they watch you but then they watch what everybody's saying yes. about you that's, so it's, that's what I started trying to do not trying found myself wanting to do I would then watch her next video and be like I bet you they've discussed this today in the forum yeah. Yeah. thank god I, I never went on it again but I felt myself wanting to go on it again. Yeah. But you know what? And, and going back to like you bumping into that girl who trolled you, like, you know, you bumping into her around here. Like, I can guarantee you that the person that would be most mortified in that interaction would be her. Yeah. Because that is a direct, it's like, it's like holding, someone holding up a mirror to you and, and seeing your behavior, like to actually meet you in person or like to see you in person. Like, it's just like, 
how embarrassing is that? How mortifying <laughs> is that? Here's this woman, mm. this woman that I have never met. I don't know. I just watch her online. I'm seeing her in real life and I am going on, you know, I'm going on forums to talk badly about her and say shit about her. Like, how mortifying yeah, is that? Yeah, you're right. That's like being a fangirl, but the opposite. It's, it's so like it's, embarrassing. It's like being a I'm embarrassed to be a fangirl. You know what I mean? Like, I'm embarrassed. Because so I don't want to ever tell anyone that I've given them that much of my attention. You know, mm. if I really love someone, I'm like, I'm not going to tell them it's too much. It's too keen. Yeah. But for her, she's got to come and be like, I really hate you, which is way worse. It's so way worse. It's just mortifying. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like, how if it was me, I would die. You know what? I would be is, like... I'd be like, I need to change my life because this is so mortifying. Well, I like to, I like to think that if that were to ever happen, and I know it won't because this happened with three people, it wouldn't happen. But I like to think in that if that were to ever happen, you'd want to go up to them and be like, huh, it's me. So you're going to say it to my face? Yeah. I would never. I'd run the opposite direction. Why can't... Like, this sounds so... I sound like that girl in Mean Girls. But again, to, not to like sort of minimalize everything that you do in your life, mm. but it genuinely does just seem so fucking nice. Mm. Why can't we just be happy for Nelly that she's having a nice life? Mm. It's, it annoys me so much <laughs> that you that like, I get why I get shit. I really do. You know what I mean? I'm like fair, fair. Where I open a conversation, I put out you know strong, angry opinions, and sometimes mm. I'll be a bit of a twat. But mostly, like you're just making cake. But and- <laughs> I think, I think, I'm just making cake and love in my body. Yeah. Like, why hate me? But I think, <laughs> actually, that's testament to the fact that it doesn't matter who you no, are. It doesn't. it doesn't matter what you do. If people want something to feel negative about. So they'll find it. Yeah. They'll find it. Yeah. They'll find the negative in, in your positive. So that's why when Literally. I read these these threads about, about these women on these forums, I was like, I've never in the mm. I've watched these women for years. Never in my life of watching and engaging with these women's lives and content have mm. I thought one of the things that has been written down here because it doesn't come to me. Mm. I just oh, this is a nice video, have it on in the background. Cool, nice new yeah. dress. Like it's it's just mm. surface level. It's enjoyable content, which is why content exists. But yeah. these some people they they look for the hate mm. they 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 find it and like you said I can live my life here and people will find the hate yeah it's yeah. it's it is what it is but I do think it's important to note as well that this isn't a new phenomenon like it's the digitalization of it is but this has been around for the long like celebrities we love to gossip about them and mm-hmm. always in a negative way haven't they put on weight, haven't they, you know, isn't our hairstyle awful, Mm. you know, like tabloids, like, this isn't a new thing, the the concept of it, it's just, it's on steroids now, because it's Mm. so accessible, and the fact that celebrities and influencers and people can see it, whereas, I mean, you could could see it in the papers, but now you can see real people, like, Mm. discussing you, and, you know, pulling your life apart, but... I think it's a sense of community. I think we love to gossip. Mm-hmm. Well, humans do. Humans it do. It is human nature. Yeah. And it's the funny thing. Humans naturally can will build bonds by gossiping. Mm. We learn how to regulate that in school. We learn what's acceptable and what's not. Yeah. What's unkind and what's kind. Like, And then as adults, I mean, you, mm. I bitched to my best friend about, I oh, can't think what, but like, mm. it happens. You do it. It's, mm. it's off-the-cuff remarks. The, you say them to your best friend in a safe space and you continue. And they're not hurting anyone. No, you're not hurting yeah. anyone. Like, yeah. I, I slag off one best friend to the other best friend. And the day later, I'll be like, yeah. I told, em, I'll tell her, Emily, I didn't like your shoes at the weekend. She'll be like, cool, fuck you. I'll be like, sweet, let's get a coffee. Like, yeah. it's casual. Yeah. It's, it's day-to-day interactions. It's normal. But when it, like, when it's so concentrated online and, and mm. a human 
is never supposed to receive that much feedback. Positive or negative, a single human being naturally (laughs) is supposed to interact with a group of people, their family and the ones who they stay close with, so Mm. their friends. Mm. Throwing thousands of people into a mix, a human can't absorb that information. We don't know how to deal with that much feedback, positive or negative. It's just not in our biology to be able to cope with it which is why we get anxiety and panic attacks and we're overwhelmed by seeing these words in this writing because we're not supposed to have Mm. thousands of people telling us something. We're just not, which is why our brains don't cope with it well. Do you think, because unfortunately I've been exposed to so many trolls, I suppose I think like a troll, and my (laughs) instinctive reaction to that would be, well, do you think they they would say, or do you think there would be an argument for you not doing this job? If if because what mm. I when people people hear that, mm. I am not so condoning mm. this, but this is something that I've experienced. When you say that, brain humans aren't supposed to. I can't cope with yes. this. People go, okay, well then you go. Yeah, leave. Mm. Then mm. leave. Yeah. Has that ever been a consideration for you? Do you know what? I if if I'm going through a bad time with with anything like when this girl from Brighton and these people like mm. I thought might run into I thought you know what there's a shelf life for me doing this because I can't right. do it forever I will reach a limit at some point yeah but that's why I've done things like don't engage in mm. dms I will never see one of these forums speak to people about it and if something slips through the net learning how to cope with it mm. but yeah you're right if if I were if I was took your approach and read these things I wouldn't I would I'd be finished in a month mm. but that's, yeah, when when people, you know, talk nastily about celebrities and then think, oh, we're allowed to. They're, they're, they're public property. They are yeah. celebrities. Yeah. We can say what we want. They do genuinely forget that they're humans, which is such a cliche thing to say. But I was thinking that when you talk about you voice note people, you're just humanising yourself. You're saying, mm. hey, I'm real over here. What you just said hurt me. So I'm going to let you know mm. that. Mm. But they don't want to see you as human, so they won't. Sometimes it ruins do. their fun as well. Mm. It ruins their fun. Yeah. You know, to, to, to it's all shits having... and giggles until somebody giggles <laughs> and shits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or to, or to even, like, feel a glimmer of empathy. Like, that ruins their fun. They don't want that. Which yeah. is sad. about your anxiety yes. earlier. And I, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. You know, I know you said, it, you know, it's come from a long time, but it does make a lot of sense that mm. you feel anxious, mm. even to go out. And I do feel like, Brighton Hove is uh, is smaller perhaps than London. I don't know yeah. if yeah, I don't sure. know if everybody threatens me in London. So I'm like, if you follow me or if you're just a man, I don't know. But yeah. always on my toes. Um, but but I suppose here, like, it is much more of a sense of like community and mm. stuff. I don't really want to is. come back to it again, but I'm just going to say it for a third time. You don't. You, you're so unoffensive. Like, I can't. I can't rationalise yeah. how much trolling you get. I, I I can't. I can't. But also, you know it. When people who aren't happy mm-hmm. see people that they perceive to be happy, yeah. it's a huge trigger. Yeah. And it makes them feel like shit. Yeah. So that probably plays into it as well. But we all feel that. We all totally that emotion. When, when my yeah. friends are on a night out and they're posting these drunken stories, I'm so upset. I'm like, oh, I wish that could be me. Yeah, I'm it makes so you feel bad. I'm jealous of you. And I'm in, like, if I was horrible, I'd be like, fuck you guys, you're having a nice time without me. Yeah. And I don't because I hold back. But yeah. it's just that, but in a different scenario. Yeah. It's just a human emotion. It is the worst thing. Is I hate feeling jealous, I, and I really have to like work on myself and my like. Mm. And I guess I've done a lot of coaching around my thoughts, but I really hate feeling jealous. It's a horrible emotion. It's a horrible emotion. But it's, yeah. it's real and it's it's normal, and it's a horrible yeah. one to sit with. 
because I'm really good at <clears throat> clocking when I feel jealous now. Like I'm very good at being like, this is a feeling of jealousy. And you do that yeah. sort of sad sit and you just think, mm, this is just so uncomfortable. Yeah. I hate it. But you also have to, sorry, you have to completely take it as your problem. Absolutely. Like yeah. Absolutely. I think that's really important. It's and it's not like their fault they're having fun. It's really so. quick. Yeah, and it's mm. not, and I always have to consider intention. And I, and I feel jealous so infrequently now because mm. I really catch myself and I make myself yeah. take so much personal responsibility yeah, for too. it because yeah. it's just like why am I putting this onto my friend yeah. but I, would, I, I tell you what actually I could be jealous of you I because I could because you're like even walking into this house and I bet you you felt it as well you're like fuck it's tidy in here it's like, so tidy isn't it so yeah. nice and instinctively I'm like oh god I wish I could be like this yeah, and you do it's... get that jealous and then I'm like but I'm not and that's not Nelly's fault do you want to know what's funny it's please tell me you've walk... got a secret no no when damage. I walk into my friends homes and they're messy I feel jealous that they don't feel the need to clean every day I'm like, you're so relaxed. Your life is yeah. so chill. You've just got things on the floor and good for you because that's normal. Yeah, you're not judging it. You're yeah. just like, yeah, yeah it's you weird. can see it's the just, upside. Everyone feels so funny. Jealousy. Yeah. But you have to sit with but yourself. You do, yes. you do. And actually, things like trolling, like bitching, gossiping, it's an easy way to alleviate mm-hmm. the feeling of jealousy. It's a very quick alleviation as well. It's yes, but it doesn't actually yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it just, t- it, it, it like, Bruce. yeah, it brews and it festers and this like negativity all builds up. So you're not actually serving yourself. And it's true that you have to, you have to sit with it and like work through it and allow yourself to feel it. Because if you don't, it just, it builds up in, in other areas and yeah. people become little forum gremlins <laughs> could you forgive people who've told you if, if yeah. somebody came to you and said I'm, I'm really sorry totally could you yeah yeah I'd love them to which yeah. is my downfall because fuck them why should why should I want that no I feel the same I, I would love yeah. I would love them to see how and why what they did hurt me mm. and then move on from it yeah. sweet everyone comes out a winner we all good yeah but it's not gonna happen you know I think people have all cause, because I've always had people make me comments about me people have always said oh you just you know get offline but like now it's not Mm, an option and what people are saying to you when Mm. they say well if you can't take it get out what they're saying is lose your job Mm. lose your job which is completely unrealistic because these are the (laughs) same people that if they were having a problem at work if everybody was abusing them at work they'd go to HR and if HR just went look babes if you can't handle it you've got to go what do I get redundancy no you're out fuck it Uh, good luck why did you come to the interview? Yeah, yeah exactly. What were you expecting? <laughs> Wearing that little suit and that lanyard. You've obviously, obviously this was going to happen. And it's like, it's the weirdest thing. And people still treat social media and influencing like it's the most vacuous, vapid, stupid little job for silly little narcissistic women. Yeah. Look at the name we've been given. Influencers. It's yeah. a horrible yeah. word. Yeah. We don't walk around with our wand influencing people and things yeah. Fight, of course bitch. we don't like, I hate it I, whenever people ask me what I do I will always always lie and I just say I work in social media I'm not about yeah. to sit there and say oh, I'm an influencer do you follow me so yeah. 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 it's a horrible yeah. term because I say journalist because Same. great yeah. see I wish I could say that do oh, who's I checking it. when yeah. I worked for the charity oh my god I'd love it but oh, I work for a charity a local charity yeah, yeah it's great we, we help uh, we help bullying <laughs> you would get it. a lot more respect for that though than saying I'm an influencer yeah, oh, yeah. So that's why I loved it so much however the amount of women's the amount of women that you've helped via your platform mm. is probably yeah equal to if not more than you know yeah well, you're, Actually, you're, I don't know. I'm presuming that. But. Don't, don't you haven't like I, 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 the constant like belittling of influencers. You know, actually, because what I've said was probably really insulting now with hindsight. Because <laughs> when I say you have a very nice life, you have been even like for for me before we became friends, mm. for 
um, my sister, for so many women that I know, I, we cannot underestimate the diversification of our feet and seeing somebody as beautiful as you unapologetically, mm. but you don't, you know, you have shown off your scars and your stretch marks and you're not a size zero and you've been, you've, you know, you've shared so much of your body with the internet mm. in the most generous and lovely way because it's genuinely helped people so much. And mm. I find it, I do find it fascinating how belittled this is a career is mm. when the proof is in the pudding like you are actively helping hundreds of thousands yeah. of women yeah it's fun well whenever my favorite type of content to make is obviously organic non-sponsored mm. i do very few sponsored posts because they are without the meaning to be the least authentic because they are physically sponsored there's yeah. no denying you're being paid to do it but that's why whenever like i, I love mm. creating stuff and all i'm thinking when i'm either putting a reel together or a story together or any any form of content in the back of my mind I'm just thinking who is this helping is this helping how mm. is this helping mm. and then when I know I've made something that's extremely helpful I know it's going to do well and that feeling of like oh, I'm helping people yeah I mean yeah some people will call me a slut for doing it who cares but mm. like it's the nicest feeling in the world knowing you're influencing hate the word but at least yeah. in a good way Totally. It's, a, it's a great feeling but yeah the time influencer is just terrible yeah. I think something that is really interesting is the misconception or willful ignorance around content creation influencing whatever you want to call it like the fact is we shouldn't be embarrassed for what we do and the fact that you, we go to the doctor and we literally lie same <laughs> yeah. with journalists bullshit um, <laughs> but you know you because we're embarrassed because mm. there is such negative um, associations and you said at the beginning of the episode that you just work all the time and I imagine and again I've got my troll hat on I imagine people are going to look and be like well what she does doesn't work like she's got yeah. such a lovely life she buys flowers and she yeah. takes pretty pictures and she sure. yeah. makes cakes and whatever and and I think that's something that I battle with with myself all the time it's a like yeah. justification that mm-hmm. what I do is a job sure. and my my fiance Alex has to say to me all the time, he's like, you're really busy. You're really busy. You're like, this is work. You're working harder than me. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just scrolling on Instagram mm. because that's the way that everybody else speaks to you, right? Sure. Like every single yeah. man who's ever trolled me has always said, go and get a proper job. Absolutely. Um, and I would just like to talk to you about your pro- proper job, like how what this work entails, why it's, but also why. And actually, I just want to preface this thing by saying it's no one's business. If you want to be a fucking kept woman, if you want to go and work in the co-op or if you want to go and work for Deloitte, it doesn't matter what mm. you do. It's fascinating to me that people are so judgmental about this job. And it's like, you don't work hard. Mm. You can't complain. You can't do this. You can't mm. say, Jesus Christ, mm. why not? How many why people, not? How many of these women get home from work and they go, or they arrive in the office mm. and they're just like, oh God, traffic was murder mm. on the way in. And everyone listens to them. And they're like, oh, bless you, Janice, that's a nightmare. <laughs> but when you're like, oh God, I got stuck in a traffic job. Well, you, you, well, get a fucking proper job and then we'll talk about the traffic. And it's like, what's the problem? What's the problem? <laughs> why so why do we difficult. do this? I feel like there's, there's, there are different types of, of, of existing online. And the thing is, there are people who will post four sponsored stories and two sponsored posts a day of car fresheners, car air fresheners and slender tone tummy things and, mm. and bullshit that no one cares about. They themselves also won't care about it and make a shit ton of money. That that does exist and that is also influencing. What we do, I like to think, is, is slightly different, but we are the same job title. It's also making money from sponsored content on social media. It is. It is seen as a. It's like a. It's a very Daily Mail thing, isn't it? Whenever an influencer, yeah. the comments will go. 
like you said, get a proper job, what does she know, no life experience. <laughs> it's difficult because I feel like I've arrived where I am now because of a huge chunk of life experience. Mm. Like, obviously I've had many proper jobs, whatever that means. Mm. And it's it's funny because I, I have management, but I, I also manage a huge amount of my workload myself. Like you said, people think it's pictures, flowers and cakes, but that's about mm, 15% of, yeah. of, of the actual like hours of work that I do. And it, a lot of it is obviously like endless emailing, endless admin, there's so much organisation. There's so much stuff that, that makes it a valid proper job, as it were, not that yeah. it needs validation, but I, like all of my friends and partner will say the same thing. Like I work a, a crazy amount of hours and I work seven days a week. And actually, you are always working because you always have to be engaged online mm-hmm. and, and with what's happening and world events and all this. Like, you you do not turn off. There's, there's no such thing. Like, if we go on holiday, mm. we'll take holiday photos. We'll do holiday content. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't stop. But I also totally get why they think that and why they say that and I'm not that I, I, I agree with it or believe it but it it's also true mm. because we do take pictures and I do buy flowers and I do make cakes and yeah. make content out of it and it's you don't have to prove it to anyone that's, no. the, that's yeah. something that I have to like really sit within myself and I get annoyed that I <clears throat> I think you said earlier like you, you prove people wrong it's like that's never my intention because I can't do that and I think one of the most powerful things is accepting that mm. I can't if you want to look at my life and be like, well, that looks fucking easy. Mm. Yeah. And that's I'm your interpretation. Yeah. of presenting yeah. an easy life as well. Mm. Every now and again, I'll do a like, this is what I'm doing today. And I'll list my admin and my emails. But I do that probably like once a month maximum. I don't share what, what this really involves because mm. I want to make people content that people enjoy, but also makes people feel good. Yeah. Me working through my emails isn't making anyone feel that great. Mm. So I yeah. tend not to post about it. <laughs> That makes sense, yeah, I understand that. It's an easy sort of insult, I guess, to, to throw at someone who's, whose job yeah. title is influencer. Yeah. It's, I just, I can't understand why we prioritise, like, that. Like we undermine women so much. So for, much. For, and, and you know the really funny thing is, is you're undermined so much for doing this job. Get a proper job, get a proper job. Mm. The minute you fucking monetize this and make it, according to the tax man, a proper job... Mm then you're a sellout for doing yeah. ads mm. and everybody hates the ads. That's the thing that all the forums hate. That's the thing right. that people hate. You always do the ads. You always do the ads. You always do the ads. I'm like, okay. you told me, not you, but mm. you know, one, the, the thing that forums hate the most, the thing that trolls hate the most is women mm. making money. Interesting. Mm. And I think this is really, this comes up time and time again in my DMs, like in the, in the things that I've seen. I have a friend who is literally fighting stage four cancer mm. and they hate her for doing the ads. And I'm like, right, so she stops working. That's what you want. You hate the ads. So that's how we make this money. It's so you? true, because you think about like male con- like content creators and they're like, take YouTubers, they're all like so cool and creative and like video whizzes, you know, and yeah. it's exciting content. And then like female YouTubers, it's like, go grab a latte and like do yeah. your nails and yeah. and, you on, know. and online with the with, you know Bradley Simmons if he does like sick clouds everyone's like yeah get it buddy like doing Huel yeah. and whatever yeah. but then if women did Huel they'd be like you fucking how could you 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 little but I was like yeah. right, but what what do you want what do you want here yeah. I, I put a thing on my um, Instagram yesterday saying if you could have a dream job for like a week what would you have mm. so many people said influencer 
Mm. Also, but the fact is, is they haven't done it for whatever reason. Mm. And the reason is, mm. it's a lot. Mm-hmm. You don't just get, look at you two, you know, you're like half a million followers, you don't just get that. That's, and it's embarrassing and it's hard and it's gruelling and you have to yeah. fucking put yourself out there. And it's hard. Yeah. And no one does it. Putting yourself out there, I think that's one of the hardest, hardest things about it. Especially me, I think people would think, like, you put a lot of yourself out there, which I absolutely do. You, you've, you've seen near every crevice of my body at this point. Like, there's not much <laughs> I don't show you. But clearly there, there is a lot I don't show you because we, we're still not... People still aren't understanding what it is we do and why what we do is actually hmm. valid and helpful and a proper job yeah, yeah. pay taxes it, it, it's it's hard yeah. work again not that we need to validate it but it does sometimes mm. feel like that a really healthy habit that i think i mean literally me included because sometimes i find myself mm. watching youtube videos or reading stories and in the back of my mind I'm, i don't like it i'm not enjoying this person's content maybe they yeah. annoy me that's okay it's so yeah. cool for me to watch a video go, actually, you're annoying me today. Mm. I'm going to watch someone else's. Mm. It, it, I don't even have to thumbs down the video. Like, there's just no, no need. But if you can clock with yourself, like, actually, I'm, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. I'm finding myself getting wound up, upset. Jealousy yeah. is arising. Maybe it is, yeah. maybe it isn't. But I'm just, you're irritating me. Because that's yeah. what I feel. Sometimes I watch them on the story, I'm like, oh, you're so irritating. Yeah. I probably love them nine times out of ten. But for whatever reason, that day I'm in a bad mood and I found their ad irritating. It literally happens. It's fine. Mm. It happens to me all yeah. the time. Yeah. Just, oh, gosh. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Just but move that, on. that yeah. is fine and okay. Yeah. We should do that But more. it happens in other areas. I was saying to you earlier, when you're watching the TV and you're like, I'm, like when I'm in a bad mood and I'm watching the TV, mm. I'm like, oh! <laughs> yeah. And I just have to go. I'm like, excuse me, Alex, I'm going to bed. And I just have to leave because yeah. it's too annoying. But it's interesting <laughs> that with TV, I don't make it the TV. It's not the TV's fault. I'm not like, fuck you, TV. Like, yeah. But when it's the influencer, I'm like, Fuck you, Nelly. Because we think we know them. We think we're, they're our friend. Like, I'll tell my yeah. friend if she's annoying me. But yeah. we, we are friends online. Like, yeah. mm, it's annoying. Yeah. It's yeah. difficult. It is difficult. It is. And I do think that we, before we end on, on something positive, but be- <laughs> before that, I just want to say that, um, like, your friend that you talked about who has stage four cancer and she gets just torn to pieces I mean they even contacted the charity the cancer charity that she works for and said she isn't a good uh you know she's not Mm -hmm. a a good role model and you know she shouldn't be and I just think that that you know you were saying before like can you forget like could you forgive them and people Mm -hmm. say that and I just think that has always stuck with me like how you could ever ever past comment and and they know that she looks at the forums and they so oh. they and they talk about her like knowing that she looks at it and i just think that, that is the most disgusting lowest thing and for that reason like i will never take any notice and i hope you don't take any notice of anything that anyone says on those things because it's just fucking vile and i do hope that anyone listening today maybe who is on those forums yeah, just at least reflects on it like, what am I doing on there? Am I actually serving myself? That's the thing. Are you, is it bringing you anything? Because mm. most likely it's just dragging you down. Mm. And even though you might enjoy it in the split second that you read it or comment, that will not sit well with you for the rest of the day or the rest of the week. Mm. Like, it, overall in life, it's bringing you into an evil space that you can leave. Even though it's mm. very addictive. And I, I've, I've experienced how addictive it can be from then wanting to check it. Yeah. You do have the power to remove you, yourself from that situation. Yeah. And even if you then redirect that hate at the TV, like you said, hate something else, but just oh God, don't yeah. hate real people. Yeah. 
And then I imagine that you'll find your life so like yeah, you'll be happier, much, much more enriching, more time. So, so much, much more time. time and like energy to spend on like positive stuff, mm. like actually. But when yeah. I've done it before, like when you, I obviously follow and unfollow people on Instagram all the time. It's normal. It's never like needs to be like offensive. And when people unfollow me, I'm never offended. Mm. But you can forget someone exists. It's so funny. You create your community on online. And if you choose to remove someone, so if I unfollow someone, in a week's time, you will forget who they are. Like, not who they are. But you you are so removed from their life that you don't think about them anymore. And it's such an easy thing to do. Like, if you unfollow someone who constantly annoys you, they won't annoy you in a month because you won't see them. Yeah. (laughs) It's so easy. Totally. We are in a new world now. And I don't... Although I don't know if I could forgive, you know, particularly talking about, like, my friend who's being trolled really badly and the people who've told you and the people who've trolled me I don't know if I can forgive them I'm an empath and I sort of can't be fucked to hate anyone so I'm mm. just like nah, probably like <laughs> say sorry buy me a biscuit I'll get over it yeah but um but I, I I do think it's really like important that we try and help ourselves as like individuals when we operate online because it isn't a healthy space to get like what you're saying it isn't you know not even on the forums but if you are hate following somebody or if you are being irritated by somebody like I actually don't think it's good for your mental health. And if you're following somebody that is living an aspirational life that doesn't make you feel good, it just makes you feel annoyed, yeah. mm-hmm. then it's not good for you. And, you know, and I, like, following you, Nelly, for me, like, you make me feel so great about my body and, like, so empowered. And, and like, and it makes me appreciate the female form and see beauty. And that's what I see in you. So your content, therefore, serves a great purpose for me. Mm-hmm. But if somebody, if I was looking at your, your content and I didn't see what you were intending and I, and I missed your intention and all I saw was a woman who had a nicer looking life than me and a nicer yeah. looking body than me and that made me annoyed I'm hurting myself mm-hmm. by looking at you and like I think that's a really important thing because we we all treat social media like it's the silliest <laughs> thing mm-hmm. and it's like it's actually not you know I don't know how long you spend on your phone every day but I spend fucking hours I spend the most most of my day Do on my know. phone and it's like, I ha- you have to be aware of what you're exposing yourself to. You wouldn't walk into a house, I don't know, with a gas leak. So why would you go you know, and sit in it yeah. all day? But, but <laughs> yeah. you'll look at your phone and there's something poisonous in there and yeah. it's really hurting you. Yeah. And you keep mm. looking at it. Yeah. And mm. I think we actually do have to really like take much more seriously the part that we all play in social media. And to pretend mm. that it's just some silly little thing is so dangerous now. Because mm. yeah. it isn't. Like, it, you know, and... and, and to tell creators that they have to get off or whatever. It just doesn't work like that. No, that's just not how mm. it works. It's like, mm. when was the last time you met someone who has mm. no social media at all? Alex's husband, Dave, he's only got LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. like still a, something, though. LinkedIn, he's still, still he exists online. If someone yeah. wanted to find him, they could. Yeah. It's, it's so rare. I personally don't know anyone other than my grandmas <laughs> um, who, who didn't have social media. Like, even even older relatives, they their, their kids mm. set them up a Facebook four years ago. Like... Everyone has it. It's it's almost a fundamental part of existing these days. Yeah. So like you said, just saying we'll get off. It's not it's not possible. It's it's just not for so many people. Mm. What do you want to keep doing? Do you know? I feel like this. Like I really yeah. like what I do now. Do you? Yeah. I feel like I'm always sort of like. Sound a bit cliche, but I feel like I'm always like evolving. Content's always changing. Yeah. Like, I'm always finding inspiration. Like I don't feel like I've ever gotten to that point where I'm like oh I'm just stuck I'm done now I might have two weeks where I cannot think of an idea to save my life yeah but I know it will always come back around again 
but I just really enjoy like doing this like honestly like mm. like feeling and seeing the change um like 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 meeting people and they say oh my yeah. god I, I wore a bikini and I would have never I'm like that that's again not to sound like an arsehole but that's that's life changing yeah if 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 we I know we grew up in a very toxic era of body image if we grew up seeing every day women and bodies and people that we related to we we wouldn't have gone through half the shit that we did but but we just got unlucky (laughs) yeah I mean everyone's era's got their different issues but body image alone to feel the, the the change that is making for some people is is like just worth doing this forever yeah it's mega Mm. i think you forget that i bet you forget that yeah yeah you do don't you because i remember at first receiving those messages and being like oh my god yeah alex says it to me most days he's like you always said when you started doing this that you just wanted to help one person so why do you care what another person thinks because you know you've helped the one and i'm like it's not that fucking simple babe but (laughs) It is, like, it's easy to forget it all with the trolling, isn't it? It really is, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and you're, like, I think that you are made for, like, I don't know what we call it. What do we call it? But, like, content creation, don't hate me. (laughs) You are such a good, like, content. And I look forward to your content, and I think it's just brilliant. So I feel like, I feel like you're in the job you're supposed to be in. And, yeah, you, and, and you are very clearly helping a lot of people. I wish, I wish you could see, I wish you, I wish I could, I wish everybody could just see the goodness because most of these people are so fucking nice and we do have the best jobs yeah. in the world, really. Yeah. Like, what a lovely way we've spent our day. Like, we're so yeah. lucky. Yeah. Really nice. But I suppose on the flip side of that, people do need to understand the effect that the, tro- that the yeah. comments can have. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. you. It's been brilliant. Um, oh, I loved it. Can you hot... come back next time to talk about your boobs? Yeah, we, we didn't talk to oh about your boobs. boobs. Oh, okay, well, we'll be up to your second podcast. will yeah. also be this one. Okay, let's talk about yeah. boobs and cosmetic surgery. Part two. Yes. <laughs> Hello. 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 So, is it just me plus some embarrassing stories? Hit me. I, do you know what, this one, I don't even know where this came, oh, I do know where this came from. I did, like, work fails on stories to see people's work fails, right? And one, one girl said that she put her poo in a plastic bag, then into the kitchen bin at work. So, I mean, unclear, lots of questions, don't know, but a response, someone responded to this and said... My friend literally just told me how she had to hand pick her unflushable log of a poo out of the toilet, wrap it in a bag and carry it in her handbag for the rest of the day before she got home to a bin. I am deceased. Oh, my God. Her handbag. Sorry, I went right in there, didn't I? I, I gave Imagine no warning. if she went... had got mugged on the way home. <laughs> Someone <laughs> stole her handbag. <laughs> Why would you want... If it's too big to flush, it's too big for your handbag. That's all I know. Oh, my God. Like, my handbag isn't that big. How disgusting. It's just this idea of, like, having to walk home with, like, a bag full of your own shit. It's just, like... There's just something so shameful about it. It just... It's something that shouldn't be, ever. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, because obviously. when we think of like a lady's handbag, we think of like a very discreet little little tampon. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, but mostly we think of like a bit of makeup, lipstick, something, a compact yeah, mirror. Yeah, a little lipstick. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a magazine. Oh yeah, it maybe. Um, or or a little like a napkin from the bar the night before with a oh, hot man's number yes, written on it. Yes. You know, if you're lucky. And like a cigarette but then, holder. But then alongside that little yes, uh, yes, and a lighter, and alongside that is a, just a massive fucking. Stealing shit that you can down the office, Lou. I love women. How did she wrap it up? I don't know, but you know what? Like sometimes you hear of people, you know, like like someone, like you hear a story. It's like and, and uh, like like someone going past a car accident. They see someone's trapped under a car, and they all of a sudden summon like this human like superhuman strength and they can like lift a car up you know what i mean because of the adrenaline so i don't think like i think maybe this girl's just like was running on adrenaline you know what i mean like like people can do pretty impressive shit but but but, like but right so it's in water okay so it's gonna be wet right so if she wraps it in tissue paper i'm imagining that she hasn't gone in with a plastic bag into the toilet no you go in with a plastic bag you go in with a obviously you go with a plastic bag like you're picking up a dog poo and then what i do is i get it with i put my hand in the bag you know that bag inside out i put my hand in the bottle i pull the poo up onto the the, the, the shelf bit you know and then i just and then tie up the bag right right stop 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 okay you're in work, okay, and you go to the toilet at work, okay, and you do a poo that doesn't flush, okay, so you're like, so tell me where you are going to get a plastic bag from, right, because you don't just have plastic bags, not anymore, just like floating around at work, okay, so you have to, if you, if you can leave the toilet to go to the kitchen to get a plastic bag, I'd say you could probably just leave your poo there, okay, I'm sorry, I'm not buying this, I don't understand how she managed to wrap it up and put unless she didn't wrap it up which is horrific <laughs> you know what i was talking to alex this morning and daisy actually i have a bone to pick with you because we've talked about this in the podcast before and i think you've edited it out which i'm gonna take personally and i'm just gonna say it again and this time it'll probably get cut out again yeah. um but i've been i was talking to alex this morning about a moon cup about moon cups and about because he was talking he's obviously on my period and we were talking about tampons and about the chemicals and about period pants and 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 I do, and I was talking about the moon cup and I said babe I can't have a moon cup not because I don't want one but because I've watched myself eat dinner like I know how messy I am as a person and I just know that like there's just I'll I'll fuck I'll make a mess and then I was trying to explain to him how it worked and I was like I actually don't know if you're in an office environment or like you're in a public loo like I don't know you go to the services or whatever most loos don't have a sink in so am I right in thinking that you take this blood cup out of your vagina and then you have to and then somehow I can tell you if you yeah, want yeah, yes, please Daisy because in my mind in my mind you're holding your blood cup precariously like no. a goblet in one hand while you're trying to pull your trousers up <laughs> you can you can leave it in for like eight hours right depending obviously on how heavy heavy your flow is <laughs> yeah daisy welcome to the podcast yeah. her first words thank you heavy flow <laughs> heavy flow number one i think that my first words were actually yes i piss in the shower <laughs> so you know it's going well for my career <laughs> daisy grant everyone <laughs> <laughs> 
So I remember when I first got mine and I had the same thought and then it said like in the in the instructions, you can take a water bottle in with you. I was like, what the hell? I'm not going to take a water bottle and rinse it over the toilet. Like that's so embarrassing. So I will just pour it out, wipe it with a tissue, put the tissue in the bin, pop it back in. Okay, okay. okay. Give it a proper rinse when I'm home. Okay. Yeah, because in my mind, I was going to have to like shimmy my trousers up my bum with not <laughs> spilling the blood cup and then like just go out in public past all the children. <laughs> I know, you pour the blood in the toilet. Okay. Okay. Well, we've all learned. I'll, I can report back to Alex now. I think he's a little bit horrified. He's not going to buy me a moon cup anytime soon. Speaking of, speaking of moon cups, I had... Um, so... Th- this week I tried to make a dinner and it didn't work so we had to have beans on toast and I put a picture of the beans on toast on my Instagram and so many people replied to me and said um but were they cooked in the pan that you sterilized your moon cup in I was like oh my god in jokes I love this but also this is just in my belly it's not even digested yeah it's not even been digested can you please (laughs) stop it I feel sick (laughs) I haven't is it just is it just me serious does any yeah this actually is a serious one um but I I read I I saw a couple of weeks ago and I'm really pleased we get to talk about it does anyone else find it so frustrating and depressing when your mum mentions that she's on a diet literally every time you see her ever since I can remember my mum has been on some sort of diet and I honestly think without meaning to she's one of the main reasons that I've had such issues with my body and my weight growing up I'm now 30 and at a place where more often than not I can feel comfortable with myself and have started to refuse diet culture and not live in fear of gaining weight however I find sometimes when I'm around my mum whom I love dearly by the way I get body negativity creeping in when all so when all she wants to talk about is her new diet how she needs to be better and must get back to being healthy it triggers things in me that then that then make me question whether or not I'm unhealthy because I'm not dieting and worse than that is my own mum judging me because I weigh more than her it just causes this mix of feelings in me as I've gained significant weight over the last two years which has caused some anxiety because my body looks different now and society treats fat people differently to straight sized people as we all know however I'm way less stressed and miserable when it comes to food now now and can actually eat something unhealthy and not feel shame i realize this now has become a mini therapy session so i'll stop but just wondering how other people deal with diet culture being unknowingly pushed on you by your own family i forgot to read at the beginning that she did say she loved the podcast and that she I, thinks they're great just in case you didn't it. want to answer I was it say, i know i know i know i know out. i was like yeah alex <laughs> is not gonna want to hear this <laughs> I did think of stopping you, but then it was serious. I was like, I, I shan't. I yeah. shan't. You are so not alone with this. This is actually difficult, okay? Because, and, and this, I always like, I talk to people in DMs about this a lot because this is hugely common. Because for a lot, a lot of people who have problems with their body image, it has stemmed from their mum, which makes total sense because they've seen their way that they've seen the way that their mum talks about their own bodies you know looking in the mirror saying like I'm so fat this is so disgusting like I can't wear that that's gross I need to cover my thighs I can't wear a bikini blah 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 the list goes on or like constantly on diet flitting from diet to diet to diet while they were growing up so it makes total sense and I think what it's so important to realize firstly that it's very frustrating yes it's so 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 frustrating because for a lot of us now we know better but they that generation grew up in such a diet culture heavy environment that was obsessed with being thin like way more so than it is now honestly it was like like we have i mean anti-diet culture is i 
I don't know if it's in the mainstream. I think I'm in a bubble, but I think it's getting there. But it absolutely wasn't when they were growing up. It was like, you have to be thin. To be healthy, you have to be thin. To be attractive, you have to be thin. There was absolutely no size diversity, no inclusivity. So they, you have to, I think it's so important to recognise that they are just products of their own environment. And I think that you getting frustrated with it is totally understandable, 100% understandable. But I think it's if you can understand that this is because they are a product of their own environment and that you you know what is healthy for you and I think if you can make peace with that you won't feel the frustration anymore if you can and I mean you can point your mum in the direction of resources and 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 show her that like actually you don't have to be thin to be healthy and that you don't have to be thin to be attractive like it's conditioning and you know, we've been fed the thin ideal for a reason and here's why it's not real. I think you can do that. And, but I do, I do think that you have to kind of take a step back and realize like she possibly may always be this way. So you have to make peace with that rather than feel frustration about it because then you're always going to feel frustrated about it. But at the same time, I, I say that I do empathize with you because it's really difficult, especially when you're on this new self-acceptance path and you are understanding diet culture and that these things, there, there are powers at play that aren't, that, that are damaging to us. So I get it. Um, but I, I think, I think, yeah, you have to realize that it's about her and it's not about you. Yeah. I think as well as like the, the thinness that they, that that generation had to aspire to, they also had to be small, like so much of, and I don't mean small, like literally physically, I mean, so much of their lives had to be so much smaller and, and, and self-love isn't a radical thought. It shouldn't be considered radical, but it is. And to a lot of that generation, you know, this idea that we're showing off, we're, um, we're, we're being narcissists, we're being vain, you know, there's there's still a lot of like internalised misogyny in that generation. That our self-acceptance and our self-love, it, it can feel radical because we yeah. are going against everything really that they were brought up with. So it, it can, and it can feel really difficult, particularly as well, like when obviously you look up to your parents so, so much and they will get to a point where there will be certain things that you know more than them about and it feels so odd and I can't ever balance that in my mind my parents know everything and everything I know is not as much like I I can't imagine that I'll ever know as much as my parents because that's kind of like humanness right mm. like and also I didn't go on to go and like be a doctor or a lawyer or like learn any actual skills <laughs> yeah so this idea that you might know more than your mum or you might be right about something and she might be wrong like that's a really difficult thing to contend with I think even though you know like in your own space in your own house you could be like yeah cool I've got it I think you you very easily when you go back to be with your family you slip back into a dynamic where they know best so you instinctively put them on a pedestal and you think oh well if she's doing this it must be because she's right which means I, which means I'm wrong and we very quickly do this to ourselves where we put ourselves down because we think we, we put them above us because that's how the power dynamics always been so I think like it, it it's not a question of what's right and what's wrong although you know to the to us here and to you listening we'd be inclined to say well our mums are wrong but to them they're not yeah. so it's not like a she's wrong because that all that causes for me is feelings of frustration and I don't think they're very healthy feelings to have around your mum like I just think they're they're not good for anybody because she won't understand why you're annoyed with her yeah. you won't like feeling resentment towards her and it all just kind of makes it a bit uglier than it needs to be so something that I've worked with my coach on is like rather than kind of getting like annoyed when people say things is to find the thought that gives me peace around them and it's normally something along the lines of poor her 
like I'm so sad for her yeah. this must be so hard for her and you can then completely remove yourself and it's not her being right and saying that you're wrong it's not her saying that she's better and you're bad it's not actually anything to do with you this is entirely because of her conditioning and you have you find the thought that works and it, and it, for me when when I'm when I'm feeling instinctively reactive I'll get annoyed and I have to replace the thought and I'm like this is sad I I am sad for her that this is the situation and then it removes all my frustration and and I replace that with compassion and then I'm less likely to be a twat basically (laughs) and because all I end up doing is either reacting reacting to something or hurting myself just being annoyed and and making it about me in a way that I needn't so and that's the thing for frustration in those in those circumstances is so difficult because it rarely ever gets resolved and it just builds you've got to remember as well that I think it's important to be patient I I, and I'm like this as well like I'm super impatient and like I want something to happen I want it right now so if I if I tell my parents like actually that isn't right this is why and this is what you know and it's likely that she's not going to say, oh, yeah, you're right. That's so true. I'm just going to change the way that I've thought for the last 60 years or whatever. Like being told you've been wrong about something for your entire life. And also that this something has, you know, as as with diet culture, has impacted you so heavily as it sounds like it has for this person's mom for so long. Like that's so uncomfortable. and that And it's so much easier to lean into like, no, 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 I'm right. And I'm going to look for things that show that I'm I'm, I'm still right about this. It, she's not going to immediately be like, oh, yeah, here we go. So I think patience and, yeah, just, I think, just, I think being gentle with it is good. But also, yeah, like Em said, just, I think you have to make peace with it in your own mind. I think that's the, that's the best way going forward because it's uncertain whether you you and her are going to be able to come to any agreement with about it so what you can do is make it okay on your on your part and then you're going to be able to sort of let your relationship you know continue without harboring these feelings of frustration or resentment and just know that like and and like for you you say like oh I feel sorry for her and like for me with things like that like when I was um like in therapy for my eating disorder, like what used to help for me was thinking like, I know that I'm, I know that I'm the the healthy one in this, right? I know that I am the physically and mentally healthier one, if that makes sense. Mm. Not to make me superior, me superior, but I I know that it wouldn't be good for me to adopt their way of thinking because that would make me unhealthy. And that's the most important thing is my physical and mental health. And I have, and that made me feel really strong with it. And like anyone that said to me, you need to lose weight or whatever, I'd be like, I am more healthy than I've ever been. And I, I feel strong in that. And I, and I can, that can bring me some kind of peace and alleviate any of those feelings. So I think you have to find what works. Yeah. yeah what works for you. Two things. First of all, you don't owe anyone health, which I think is a really important no. like thing. Like I, I always find that really, I'm like, why have I got to tell you that I'm healthy? Like people always say this to me, like people, men on Instagram are always like, if ever I'm like looking, you know, not like totally thin, someone's like, go for a run. And I'm like, and I instinctively, and I want to go back and be like, I just ran a fucking ultra marathon. Are you all right? But then I'm like, why have I got to defend myself to this absolute cretin? I don't don't owe him my fucking cardiovascular fitness. Anyway, but the other thing I think is really important, and you didn't mention it in this, but just in case anybody is listening to this who 
feel similar or have this situation I think something that's quite common is for uh, different women whether it be your mom or your grandma or sister or whatever to make comments um, and this is something that comes up in my DMs a lot and I just want to tell you something that I've learned in coaching that's so important to me which is so, what is it what Sally says about Susan says more about Sally than it does about Susan and basically it's very common and I always talk about this around Christmas where you know mums will make a comment grannies will make a comment aunties will make a comment when it's like are you sure you're gonna have another potato are you really gonna have pudding how much chocolate have you eaten today you know there's so many comments and it's really hard not to feel like that's a fucking dagger and obviously yeah. when we hear that we spiral into this like oh my god they think I'm really fat and they think I'm this and they think I'm failing as a woman and, blah, 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 blah. and we spiral and that's really normal but I think it's so important that those comments can literally be directly trans Translated to reflect that person's own issues yeah nobody happy with their own body gives a shit about anybody else's body honestly mm. and I, I know that with a hundred percent confidence and so when somebody says to me are you really going to have another roast potato and I'm going to be honest people do say that to me a lot because I eat a lot of roast <laughs> potatoes um <laughs> I or every single time I literally think to myself it's like you're saying that because you wish you could have another roast potato when somebody right. says, oh, oh, you're really going to have another one. They're saying that because it's like, God, I really wish I could have another yeah. one. That's what they're saying. Yeah. They're not saying it because of you. They're saying it because they're like, fucking hell, diet culture's got me by the nipples and I'm in agony and I wish I could do what you're doing, yeah. but I can't. So what I'm going to do is bring you back to me because that's what we do. We're going to bring you back rather than bringing me to you. I'm going to bring you to me. And you just don't let them. Yeah. No, I'm not coming. I'm not coming. I'm going to eat this roast potato. It's going to be fucking delicious, Karen. And that's that. But yeah, basically, it's not just you. It is absolutely not just you. Absolutely not. No. Okay, well, I think... we got to go. Yeah. We, we have to go. We have... We've talked for too we long. We have to go. Got to... We... I know. We always talk for too long. Um, well, we'll see you next week, I suppose. <laughs> suddenly got very awkward oh, that was um, really sad yeah we're gonna go and um and i'm i'm going to be talking to you from abroad next time we're get, we're taking the podcast international yeah, baby, baby girl um i'm going on my holiday and i've been too scared to tell instagram because i'm scared you're all going to cancel me even though it's perfectly legal and i've been waiting since 2020 but here we go i'll see you next week from the holiday <laughs> deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market